0: i Charlie and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzah cracker and the communion wafer... You're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic in Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're gonna explore the highs and the lows, the hollow winds, wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets well, maybe just their descendants and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler, or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I have been so blessed to serve with my next guest miss dina smiley i mean what a blessing she has been to the rooted cafe but i can't wait for you to get to know her a little more and all the things that she does to not only serve the kingdom to serve families to serve women in their homes but let me just really let me just really quick give you who who dina is okay so dina is an over 50 mom who has three children whom she homeschools full-time She's a recent transplant to Tennessee. She has a hobby farm to help offset rising food prices and is a hobby herbalist. Dina is a clinical social worker of over 20 years and loves to teach, encourage, and help connect women to the person that YAH has created them to be. She has worked in many settings, including inpatient psychiatric units, a large outpatient mental health clinic, and now does EFT in her small private practice. She is on the board of directors for a local organization in Tennessee that is a residential program, Blazing Hope Ranch, for women who have come out of human trafficking, as well as have a love for international mission work. Dina and her family love being outside in nature, scratch cooking, and living a simpler life together. I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a minute. They strive to provide a solid foundation of walking in Torah to their children, and their goal is to love and serve the community around them. Thanks for joining us, Dina. Thank you.
1: You are so welcome. It's my pleasure.
0: So I'm giggling about the... I'm giggling about the scratch cooking because I say I'm an assembly cooker. I assemble food. I don't really feel like I cook like I used to. So I remember even for Thanksgiving, we didn't we're not turkey eaters. We did prime rib, but I remember making everything like scratch making stuff. And I was thinking, This is weird because I'm an assemble I'm an assembler. I assemble cook. So tell me what what, what that means to you. Uh, I mean we try
1: to do things for ourselves. So for an example, you brought up Thanksgiving, uh, we did a green bean casserole, but we made our own cream of mushroom soup first, because that's, you know, the traditional, right. Didn't by the can of cream of mushroom, even the organic can of cream of mushroom, we made our own to then put into, we make our own broths for all of our soups, um, our own sauces, spaghetti sauces, enchilada sauces, all that kind of stuff. So for us, it's kind of down to the minutiae of the meal sometimes if we can and we have the time and and space for it, we we make it barbecue sauce, all that.
0: I love that so much because you're getting getting as close to the original source, right? Getting close to the vine. Right. Close to the garden as much as possible. So yeah. tell us yeah. a little bit about how you came into Torah. Like how did how did how did you find Yeshua in Torah? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting story because my husband and I attended a non-denominational Christian church, and our pastor um, had a Jewish upbringing. I don't think he would have called himself in the early years of that church because I went there for over 18 years um, a Messianic Jew, but that's kind of how we explained him as things progressed and his messages changed and And transformed. And he did this amazing series on it was, he called it Foreshadows, but it was all about the feasts. Wow. Right. In this non denominational Christian church. Yet they still, to this day, and this was, I'm trying, I was trying to think about this earlier uh, because my son is 15 and it was before I ever met and married my husband. So say 20 years ago, he did this series. They still, don't actually walk in the feast in this congregation to this day. They dabble, they have satyrs, you know, they'll sprinkle in some things, but they are still a full non-denominational Christian church. So he started planting seeds that he didn't know he was planting in both of mm. us. Wow. Years and years and years. Then it came around to 2020 and all the extra time that a lot of us had, um and space and so my best friend I was on the west coast at the time she was here in Virginia so more east we had a lot more time to uh connect um it was usually you know the every few months call pick up where we left off talk for two hours we were Marco Poloing left and right left and right and I don't know the conversation just came about his name I, I tell people like the father taught me his real name in 2020 and they're like what do you mean you know, well, yod Hey vav Hey Yahweh, however you want to say it. And Yeshua, I never heard that name before ever until 2020. It was just, you know, Jesus, like everybody met Jesus. We, you know, that's good and fine. But I was like, what? So it was just those little things. It's like, okay, if I, if there's this, this is the tip of the iceberg, then what else is there? And so I was just so hungry and she and I just had these amazing (laughs) conversations with each other about all these things. And then I, you know, in scripture, okay, you know, does it say this? What did, did it really, you know, and just, it all just downloaded in that year. And then of course, then you go and honey, guess what? (laughs) And um, he, you know, like a lot of husbands is kind of like, what? But he quickly came around. Um, I'm so happy about that because I know that can be a a difficult road to travel when your husband's Mm -hmm. just like, nope, I'm not there. I don't see it. I don't get it. But he, at first he was just sort of like, what do you mean? And then it was just like, okay. So he just took it on himself too. Let me read it. Let me see it. Let me chew on it. Let me meditate on it. Um, As we prepared to move here to Tennessee in 2021, Uh, So we kind of started slowly, you know, you inch back away from what you've been doing. So as we inched back and searched more and just kind of watched everything going on around us and prayerfully considering, like, what do you want for us to do, Father? And as he said, you know, I'm taking you to a new place. As we had to pack up and leave, I was like, Christmas decorations, done. This is done. Like it was just literally cleaning house, spiritually and physically. We came to Tennessee, almost sight unseen. We only visited once. We knew almost nobody. We knew our realtor. My husband had a history with him from way, way back in the day. They served a young life camp together. We came here and um, through homeschool connections, because us homeschool moms know how to find each other. I met um a young mom who had been to Keisha Gallagher's new moon uh group gathering and she was like oh i met this group of women recently and this is what they do and i think you would really like it i'll let you know the next time and i was like sure sounds good and so to not even know like i thought we were going to come here we were going to meet people and just like do Shabbat dinner and have people over and just talk and just whatever i didn't I, no idea that I, he'd like dropped me in the lap of like Keisha and Simi in their fellowship. Wow. Like, wow, Father, you are so good. You are so good.
0: Yeah. So that was kind of our. So amazing. And it, and yeah. it all, it all continued from there. We have been blessed, you know, uh, to having you in the Rue de Cafe. That has been such a blessing. Tell me, tell me about in this process. I'm sure it got a little messy. There's been times things have gotten messy. Tell us a story or two about when it got messy.
1: Yeah, a couple stories that come to mind. There's like a funny one and a more serious one. The funny one is the typical. So you're doing your best, right? You're again, cleaning house spiritually, physically. So as we were um, trying to eat biblically clean, you know, you're changing up like turkey bacon and chicken sausage and doing different things. Well, we had been buying this brand of organic chicken sausage For quite a while, even before we really made the conscious choice, and one day randomly we looked at the ingredients again. It was like fresh eyes, and saw that it had pork casings, and we were like, no, (laughs) because you know it's like our favorite chicken sausage that the the whole family ate. No, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So now we, you know, every sausage of every kind, we learned you have to read because. You never know what the casing is. It makes no sense
0: to put chicken sausage. It it makes no sense. They'll say chicken sausage. And they may put like pork or they may put something in there, you know, as a filler. And you're like, oh, why? Yes. And this was like
1: almost two years after deciding this is our new faith walk. And we're like, oh man, this whole time we've been eating sausage. It's fine. Sorry, Father.
0: That's what I love. Oh what I love is that my understanding today, it's like, I know this is not keeping me, keeping me um, away from him for eternity or anything. It's just about what my best yes is. It's just about what Wait. is the best, what is the best thing for my body? What he's, there's, there's reasons for some things. He said, he doesn't want to, these things are not food. Um, and we're just, you know, if this is a conversation, if you're struggling with this, can you have it with God? Not me. If you want to quote the dream, I I just ask you to go in and read it, read above it and read below it and spend some time praying, read above it, read below it, just keep reading and don't go by what someone has told you, go find out yourself. Yes, because um, we are not indoctrinating anybody here, but right. I will just tell you that our life has radically changed. When, that was one of the last things my husband let go of was like pepperoni. You know, now we do ter- turkey pepperoni, but yeah, get, or no, it was salami it was, you know, having salami and cheese and stuff. That was really hard for him. I never said a word and it, and my husband's a black and white guy. And if he has to see it for himself, the Holy Spirit has to tell him or he's not doing it. He's not going to do it because it's tradition. He's not going to do it because it's religion. None of that extra fluff unless the Holy spirit tells him to do it. And yeah. he did. And he came in one day. He goes, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, okay, yeah. 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 Any, anything else? Any other things?
1: Yeah. So then the other kind of messy thing was so that original pastor that planted all those seeds for us, you know, many, many years ago, this was a different state too. So we were California or Colorado, California, now Tennessee. So it was back Colorado. So over 10 years ago, um, he like we're we've surpassed him in our understanding of Mm. Torah of this walk of how we we look at you know those to us biblical truths and so as we've tried to share in ways that we've tried to share um he has taken a huge step back from us uh you know as as people as sort of church family and that's hard because you're like wow like you're the Jew. Like you're the actual (laughs) Jews. Yeah. And, you know, it's so sad for us and just reminds us how much we need to pray for him because we want him to have the full understanding. We want him to be in the best place that the father has for him. And maybe he is just so enveloped in church culture that, you know, or, I mean, lots of things, right? The leaders in church just are under all kinds of attack and have all kinds of pressures that they have to face as they try to lead a flock. It's such a huge responsibility. But it was so sad for it. like he unfriended us on social media, and wow. you know, wow. just little things. I'm You're, sad. Like so we sad. can't even like have a real like. Ooh, let's have that discussion. Let's go there. Let's you know, let's get messy together. Yeah. And, and figure this out. Like you don't even want to hear how we came to what we're now sharing and and what we're so excited about. we feel more alive spiritually than we ever ever have. And he just was like a oh, wall.
0: Hmm. Well, I think isn't you that? know isn't it a it's an interesting that he has just put you so heavy on your heart that he is heavy on your heart because I do believe it was a d- divine connection. It was definitely a divine connection for you to. Um, have that be what sparked, sparked the intrigue for you and sparked your pursuit of truth. But it's also exciting to see now, you know, having your family have such a heart for him. And I can't wait, Father, we just thank you for this pastor. I thank you, Father, right now for him. And I thank you that you are um, letting your Holy Spirit guide him in all truth. You know, you are going to bring all truth to him. And I thank you for surrounding him with other people. That he hasn't unfriended, and that we will just begin to speak things. Whether it's a TikTok that pops up or something happens, Lord, and or he's just sitting and he has a pulse suddenly. I would love that, Father, and that we get to have a a backup testimony sometime of what's happened for this pastor. So we thank you for that. Would you tell us a little bit about like what you do? You said you're like a, you know, you. I briefly talked about some things in your bio, but just tell me a little. Tell us a little more about who Dina is before we hop into our rapid round.
1: Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, the homeschooling mom. And I I say over 50 because my kids, like my oldest is 15, my youngest is 11. So we had all of our children much later in life. Um, So to be full-time homeschooling after 50 when a lot of people are empty nesters and kind of taking on new roles and new projects and new things and even second careers or third or fifth careers, you know, we're still in the thick of parenting. And mm-hmm. trying to shepherd well our children, so definitely that um you know we love that we now have our little homestead and can give them this kind of life, um, raising animals and having eggs and knowing where their food comes from, and these kinds of things, as well as learning herbalism kind of alongside me. They probably know about herbs than more about herbs than they want to know or care to admit sometimes to their friends. <laughs> But they do. And they, you know, and we use a lot of that um, kind of medicine in our home. And so that's fantastic. And then through my professional work, so I have a master's degree in social work uh, that was pre-kids and doing all the counseling work that I've done. I've come to this method of EFT. So it's gentle tapping on acupressure meridian points that send calming messages to our brain so that we can emotionally regulate and think clearer, So that's like the surface level of what it can do. And then it can go deep into those trauma places and help us become unstuck and really free. It's emotional freedom technique. So becoming emotionally free from all this trap baggage that our brain and our body has stored over the years. It's phenomenal to watch those layers shed away from people through something as simple and silly as, you know, tapping on your face and talking through your stuff. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, you guys i have just jump over. We will make sure we put all the places that you can find Dina because you're going to want to go in and find her. You're going to want to get more about her. You're going to reach out to her, especially if you're struggling with some, you know, some trapped emotional trauma, whether it can be, it doesn't matter like, oh, well, I didn't have a really big trauma. It could have been sustained trauma over a long period in your life. And you don't realize how that's blocking you from actually, I believe it's trapped emotions, things that are trapped in us. And we're supposed to renew our mind and and we can change our patterns so that our mind can be renewed. And I mean, that's what we get to do. So thank you for serving the kingdom in that way, because I know that's freeing. Remind me when we're done, I want to touch base with you. My husband, it's not a surprise. My husband has a traumatic brain injury as well as PTSD. And so I know we've worked with Simi on a couple of things and we just, it's, and Dr. Deb, and it's really helpful even in some techniques to release some of that yes. and for me, even me personally has been very helpful. So I appreciate you for that. So are you ready? You ready for yeah. the rapid round? <laughs> Let's try it. Let's do it. Okay. So tell me something totally useless that you still have memorized. Um, so I, when I tell my bigger story of who I am and
1: where I come from, I say that I was raised culturally Catholic. So I went to Catholic school through eighth grade. So in Catholicism, as many people know, you memorize lots of things, creeds and credos and the whole mass thing. And so that's probably, I mean, I still have it up in here at Hail Marys, um, but I don't yeah. use it anymore.
0: Yeah. 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 If, if you could see a movie for the first time again, what would that movie be? Okay. Mine is really cheesy because
1: around my home and my husband's joke with me is that I love love. Like I Mm. love, you know, so romantic comedies and just romantic, I love love. So I would probably say the Titanic.
0: Ooh, good one. My last guest said, PS, I love you. So there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Titanic. That's nice. That's a good one. That was a good movie. Yeah. it was. Okay. So on a scale of one to five, five being super adventurous, how adventurous are you?
1: I'm pretty up there. Although as I age, I'm moving down. So I'll be generous and say I'm probably like a three and a half. Okay. All right. So
0: what's the most adventurous thing you think you've ever done? Uh, moving to Tennessee. You know. <laughs> what, no,
1: um, probably. So in my right after I graduated from college 100 years ago, um, I went on a six week mission trip to China And we started in Hong Kong because it was still occupied by England at the time that I was there Uh in '94, Um, and we smuggled Bibles across the border into China. Like very exciting. I think about that now, and I'm like, "What? What was I thinking? I wasn't. I was 21."
0: That's so fun. I mean, I heard about people like you who like so like put them inside extra pairs of jeans, and they, they weren't even hidden. Things.
1: They were in. So we had mountain bikes. We were on a bike tour, and mm-hmm. they were in like these bike saddlebag things. They were just
0: in there, and they just didn't open them and look in there.
1: It was, I mean, so it was cool. you know, God's like you know, those are there now. Those are they're still I, there now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that here we go. Do you follow directions or do you improv- improvise?
1: Um, some of both, because sometimes I'll follow, like I think of recipes, like I'll follow a new recipe the first time. And then after uh-huh. I totally improvise, I need cool. the guidelines to kind of give me started. And then I prefer to improvise. So some of both.
0: Are you a M&Ms by the handful or one at a time? I am not an M&M eater at all. Oh, that's, no a, good, M&M. that's a good answer. No m ms for you. No. Well, and you know, it's, that's another thing is we forget that, Look at the ingredients, because if you're looking at M and M's, red,
1: but yeah, we just don't. You have
0: red dyes, and the red dyes are made out of cockroaches, so they're not biblically clean. (laughs) But anyways, what's something you really want to like, but you just don't like it? I really want to like long road trips.
1: I like the destination part. I like going places. I like Uh travel. I do not like hours on end in the car. That's a
0: really good one. That's yeah, good one. How, how old were you when you got your driver's license? 16. 16. Were you like waiting at the driver's license place?
1: Not quite, but I was like, yeah, I'm getting it.
0: I'm That's time, definitely right? getting
1: it. Yeah. But my yeah. husband has road tripped back and forth across the United States. So he's seen almost every state. I haven't, but I can't imagine. Like we go two hours is about my happy place. And beyond that, I'm like, are we there yet?
0: I'm kind of like the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you've been to China, so whatever. Yeah. You know. Have you been to Israel before? We were supposed to go in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's, what's your favorite? I v- mentioned. Do you have a spot? Do you have a spot? Oh, that's interesting. Do Isn't you have a, a spot in Israel that you really, really want to go? Oh, gosh. Probably like
1: one of the seas, this, whatever the beautiful sea that I see of Galilee. Is that the one that's like mm-hmm. so dreamy? Because I love the ocean and water.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's nice. Who are some of your favorite teachers right now? Who are you reading? Who are you, who are you learning from right now? Um,
1: well, I'm still working my way through my rooted cafe library. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dabbling in like Dr. Dina Dye stuff and I did Keisha's Musar stuff, but I weave in some Halisa and I just heard a great teaching by Michael Nolan from Tour to the Tribes that I like. So yeah, just a lot of different
0: things. Well, that sounds really good. Those are good ones. Um what have you changed your mind about in the last year? Um
1: I think as we continue day by day sometimes or year by year to evaluate our walk and what it looks like and how we practice it and what we do and want to do and don't want to do it's just taking in even more fine tuning around tradition and not that tradition is bad. But there are definite warnings, big warnings that we see in scripture about the traditions of men. And so just reevaluating and saying, you know, not that we're not going to do that, but we might do it differently this way. Or, yeah, that one's not for us. We have done it and that was okay in that time frame. And now we know different and we have different leading of the Ruach. And so now we need to step out of that.
0: That's a really good answer. And a lot of people understand, understanding whoever's listening is that, you know, um, what's permissible to some might not be permissible to another. So it all yeah. could look different. And, and I love, I've shared my story often is that Randy and I, you know, even for Shabbat, we've gone through several different phases where, you know, we did it all, of course, like, Oh, we're going to do it exactly in Hebrew. And we're going to do this. And then we were like, wait, none of this is in the Bible. None of this is thing. We're not doing any of this. And then someone shared with me, we're like, yeah, but, part of our job is also to beautify Torah. It's a way to, and what we've found is when we didn't do anything, we didn't in any way mark a time for it was special. And so now in our home, we don't do the, the, um, the um, prayers in Hebrew. We do them in English and we do a few prayers that are just praying over each other. And we pray over, you know, our kids and we pray over the food. And it, so we do do that. And we do light candles only because It is something that's separating, like this is a separation and we're starting this as a new holy time. Um, That's something that we're comfortable with right now. And so, um, of course, I love going to someone's home that they do all the things we don't, that's not, that's not what we do in our home. So, right. And we can
1: just appreciate that each person is on
0: their own journey. Absolutely. And just admire the beauty of their journey and hope that
1: they would admire ours back.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And not judge the journey. Don't judge the journey. We all yeah. don't know where he has us going. I shared in um, a previous podcast that he would showed me when I, we were going through the story of Joseph that I would never have gotten out of the pit because I would have said, nope, I can't do that. That's too Egyptian. Nope, I can't do wear that outfit. That's too Egyptian. I can't put that eyeliner on it. Oh, Nope, can't be in that chariot and let people bow down before me as I'm driving through Nope, nope. I wouldn't have saved all the nations. Because yeah. I promise you, my brothers and sisters would have recognized me because I wouldn't have looked Egyptian. And that would have been a problem. And he's like, you have to stop worrying about what this looks like. And trust me, as he guides me through things. we've I've mentioned even to the point of we've been attending a Sunday church with my daughter. And I'm trusting him because he's like, he's I know that I know he has us there. And it I, it was I was rebuking demons when I when I was thinking of going, but I know that I'm supposed to be there for whatever reason. Well, it might it's been be to a blessing. The demons. <laughs> it's been a blessing. It's been yeah. the the people are beautiful. The worship is beautiful. The pastor's beautiful. I mean, there it's been amazing. I have nothing to, you know, complain about. And my daughters in church for you know, and that's a blessing. And my granddaughters and my son-in-law. So all of that is a blessing to me. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Who knows what happens next? But I think for, if, for nothing else, he's trying to break a religious spirit in me that I think I can't do something a certain way or not. So thank you for being with us. Thank you guys for all being on mm-hmm. your journey. And just hope you're hearing the grace. Have grace in your journey wherever he has you.
1: Yeah, my best friend has a wonderful phrase. The learning is in the doing.
0: And mm, so sometimes we
1: have to do it and then look back and learn the lesson. It's not always we can learn and then do. Sometimes we have to do and then learn.
0: Yes. So that's, that's what a, we're trying to do. Oh, yes. Yeah, so much. So much that. Well, thank you for being with us. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, everyone. Please, get in, in the show notes, I'm going to have all the ways that you can find Dina. And I appreciate you sharing your stories. And everyone know it's okay. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And know that sometimes in this walk, it does get a little messy. And that's a wrap on another Messiantic's adventure, my fellow spiritual adventurers. From splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of Messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with adonai so meaningful before we go let's take a moment to thank our incredible guest who shared their story insights and aha moments with us and of course a big thank you to you our amazing listeners without you we just be folks sitting in here with a microphone and that's just not as fun we'll catch up with you next time on messy antics where the torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.